What is up, everybody? So if you're watching this, you probably know who I am. My name is Justin Allen, and it's been years since I've really been on this social media page, done anything with it. been years since I've really put out any videos. Um, got real into it there for a few years, and then I just kind of got out of it. Kind of got burnt out on filming and everything, but this year I decided I was going to get back into it. And now I've got uh, got some news, got some announcements that we're going to make. Um, me and my uncle have talked about it for a long time, but now we're going to do it. He's uh, starting to film all of his tracking jobs, and I'm back to filming hunting. So we're going to work together, and we're going to start a podcast. Uh, it's going to be sweet, man. We're going to get a bunch of people from... Here that we've tracked over the years, um, our buddies at Hunt. Hopefully, we'll do some filming with some other people. We'll get people, uh, big name hunters that are in the area that have lots of deer, to come on and and talk with us. I hope. I think a lot of it's going to be mobile. I would uh, really like to get to a point of going to people's houses and doing the podcasts at other places and being able to go through their trophy room and and they can tell us their stories about their their favorite deer, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. But this is going to be episode number one, so bear with me as I kind of struggle through this. We uh, we don't have everything to do it yet. I don't have an audio mixer, so we're just kind of rolling old school with uh, video camera and wireless mic here and some makeshift lighting in my living room. I just uh, wanted to uh, get one episode up. Uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve. I've never edited a podcast before, so it'll be a little bit different. Um, we'll get it up on Spotify and all the main sites. But the first episode, because it seems to be that this happens every year in some form or another, is going to be called Deer Drama. I don't know what it is, man, but big deer just make people go crazy. <laughs> they really do. They uh, Big deer ruined a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships. Uh, I just, uh, I can't believe it, really. I mean, in some form or another, there's somebody that's always got something to say or somebody that's going to be upset with you if you kill a big deer. Uh, prime example, that deer right there I killed a few years ago. Most people seen the video of it in Illinois. I went out there with uh, a buddy and shot that deer. And he wanted to use that deer to promote a taxidermy business. And we were going to use the footage I, I shot the deer. And uh, they were going to make a video. And I was going to get a free mount out of it. The problem with that to me is, is I never met the guy that was letting us come out there and hunt. So my buddy was going to hunt his property in his backyard. There was like 15 or 20 acres there, full of big deer. And I just wanted to go out to Illinois give me a place to stay, and I was just going to hunt public ground. But <clears throat> first day that I was going to go hunting, it was kind of getting late in the day, and, and Cody was like, uh, man, you're probably not going to make it to public ground. I got 100 acres, like 20 minutes from here. I'll just drop you a pin. There's a couple tree stands hung. Just sneak in there, and you can hunt today and figure out what you're going to do the rest of the week after uh, after this evening. So I went in and hunted that first night. Didn't see nothing. And then the next day, he let me go back. 
And then the next day I went back and I seen that deer and told Cody about it. So then Cody started hunting there with me. And on day five, I think it was, I ended up shooting that deer. Cody, the guy that owned the property, that did not have to let me hunt there, that I had only known for five days, he was happy that I shot the deer. I mean, obviously, maybe a little bit bummed that, you know, there's a big deer that got killed off of it, but he he ultimately was happy for me, and we stayed friends ever since. The uh, And Cody had some businesses, so in my mind, the right thing to do was not to promote some taxidermy business that I didn't have any affiliation with when one of my really good hunting buddies and friends is a taxidermist in Pennsylvania, and he's mounted all of these deer for me. So I wanted him to continue to mount these deer. So to me, the right thing to do was if we were going to make a video promoting anything, then we should use one of Cody's businesses. Um, so we did. Uh, I did the video myself, and we put Acubo on it because him and his partner – Matt owned Acubo, and they were gracious enough to let me come out there and hunt and kill a great deer. So to me, it wasn't about getting a free taxidermist um, job done. It wasn't about making any money. It was just doing what I thought was right. You know, if somebody's going to let me come out there and hunt, and I can do just a little bit to give back and promote something of his in some form or another or help him out, then I was happy to do that. I even offered to pay a outfitter fee or whatever for shooting the deer because I didn't I didn't want anybody mad at me for it. But my buddy that I went out there with, uh we left there and he was mad. I don't know if it was just because I didn't want him to use the deer for their video purposes or if it was just because I shot that deer. Um not sure but that was the end of that friendship. It was a long, quiet ride home from Illinois, and and uh, we never hunted together again. Uh, just blows my mind, to be honest with you. I'm guilty of having times where I've been obsessed and crazy about deer. You know, mad if the neighbor shoots it in gun season or something. But thinking about it now, it's silly. Everybody wants to shoot a big deer, and you're not going to kill all of them. They're, they're going to wander off and, you know, other people are happy to kill it. But I've never been mad at one of my buddies ever for shooting a big deer. I've invited lots of people, friends, um, close friends, not so close friends, especially people that didn't really have a place to hunt. Um, I've invited them to come hunt with me. I've put them in my tree stands. There's quite a few people that have killed big deer out of my tree stands on properties that I've hunted my whole life and uh, never once got mad about it. No, I love that, man. I think uh, putting people in a tree stand and them coming in and shooting a deer, I get almost just as much enjoyment and happiness out of that as I do shooting them myself. Uh, I love to shoot deer, but I'm not going to get mad anymore about not shooting a big deer that I'm hunting. This year I was hunting a giant deer, a big 12-point. We figured he was going to be in the 80s. Possibility he might go like in the 90s. And this property that we were hunting on that that deer was on, um, there's quite a few other people that hunt it. So you 
ultimately know there's always a chance that somebody else is going to kill it. I've never really had much luck on this property either, so it's tough. But uh, you know, that was a deer I had my my heart set on. Uh, would have been my biggest, and there was two brothers that were hunting out there. And uh, on Wednesday, a couple weeks ago, one of them sent me a text. He's like, "Hey, man, are you hunting?" I said, well, "I just got down on the tree. It's windy." He said, well, my brother just shot a big deer, and so if you hear something or whatever, we're going to be in there, just letting you know. I was pretty sure I knew what deer it was. You know, the the funny thing about it is, is I asked him, I said, well, what deer is it? And he said, oh, I'm not sure. My brother just said it was a big one, and he knows big deer. So at that point, I was pretty much positive it was going to be that deer, and you kind of get that sick feeling in your stomach a little bit, but I I just I called him. I'm like, dude, I, I want to go see it, like. I don't want to interfere with you guys tracking. We were really only hunting like 400 yards apart from each other. Uh, so he texted me. He's like, we found it. And I said, well, you still in the woods? He said, yeah, I'm still in the woods. I said, if you don't mind, I'm coming. He said, yeah, man, go ahead. You need to come see it. So I walked up on it and I was like, well, that's the big 12. And him and his brother just started laughing because we'd been texting back and forth since we found out that we were both hunting out there. And... We were talking about deer, but we didn't really know each other. Didn't know if we could trust each other with if somebody shot it and, you know, people get mad and call a DNR and try to make up these stories to get people in trouble. So I never said anything to them about it being on camera, although I thought about it several times. And they never said anything to me. So once we figured out that we both knew about that deer, we just we laughed about it, talked about it. Uh, you know, and I... I didn't get mad at them about it. Why would, I get, why would I get mad? You know, they were hunting it just like I was hunting it. You know, they're knocking on doors about surrounding properties, trying to get permission, and, and I was doing the same thing. So they killed a big deer. You know, I'm happy for them. You know, I, I love seeing people happy about it. Like, sometimes I feel bad if I shoot a deer, and even though maybe I shouldn't, that I know other people are hunting because, uh, you know, people let it bother them. They do. They really do. So... When that 12-point was still alive, there was not another deer unless it walked in that was bigger than that 12-point that I was going to shoot. I passed a 150-class deer and a 140-class deer on the Sunday before that 12-point was killed that Wednesday. And I was like, man, I just passed 150-inch deer. It's fine. I'm I'm going to wait it out for that 12. As long as I know that 12 is still alive, that's the deer I'm going to shoot or something bigger. Once the 12 was killed, the next biggest deer we had was this deer. It was a deer that me and a friend that were hunting up there, we, we called Waldo. And the story behind Waldo is, I, so I've hunted up there for about six years. And we think this deer is five and a half, probably. Could be six and a half, but probably five and a half. My buddy had a shed off of him. And a few years ago, my buddy didn't have any deer on camera. So I took him out to this farm, and he killed, ended up killing a 158-inch 10-point. Still his biggest deer today. He's seen this deer as an 8-point at three and a half years old the first night he hunted out there. So he had some history with the deer. Fast forward to the next year, and on October 19th, this deer daylighted on one of my cameras as an 8-point, 
I don't know, 140 inches or so. The same night that I killed this deer on a different farm. So I took all my cameras out of this other place. Even though I probably should have left them up to see what happens in November because deer repeat themselves the following year, but I didn't. So fast forward to this year, he shows up. This is what he looks like. My friend really wanted to kill that deer. And up until the point that the 12 was killed, I I wasn't going to shoot this deer. The deer could have walked by me and I wasn't going to shoot it. So I hunted for two weeks straight every day. The 12 point got killed on a Wednesday and deer movement had just like completely stopped that whole week. After I had passed that 150 and 140 on a Sunday and my hopes were high that I might get a shot at the 12 or something bigger because you never know what's in the area. There's always a 200 incher killed within a couple miles of this farm every year, but it's the hardest farm I've ever hunted. The problem with it is it's a lot of ag and hardwoods. So this year we had a ton of acorns and then the deer got 200 plus acres of corn and whatever the farmers don't plant in corn that's, that's fields they plant in clover. So the deer have all the food they need. There's creeks running through the place. So they got water. They just don't have to move that much. Like I said, I've hunted there for six years and this is the first deer that I've ever shot. Up until that 150 that I passed, I had never even had an opportunity at a shooter buck on that place. Even though I always had them on camera, just, I don't know. The, uh, it's a very hard place to hunt. It's private ground, but it might as well be public because, might as well be public, sorry, because the farmers pretty much let anybody hunt, you know, every year somebody else knocks on the door and and the farmer says yes. Uh, The only thing that keeps 50 people from hunting that place is the fact that you're not allowed to use four-wheeler, not allowed to use side-by-side, you have to carry everything. So it makes it hard. And pretty much everywhere you park, you're going to walk uphill. The downside of that is most people that do hunt it are pretty knowledgeable hunters. And they're hardcore enough to be packing tree stands or corn and cameras uphill, half mile, quarter mile, whatever it takes. So there's a lot of pressure on that place. So it's kind of like hunting public ground. The uh, deer movement stopped after I passed that 150 and 140. Uh, Several days I didn't see any deer. Other days I seen the same doe, two fawns, and three little scrub bucks. Seen them every day. Saturday night my trail cameras changed. I was hunting this kind of hollow with a ridge. Three cameras along this hollow. And they cut a cornfield on one side of it. So Saturday night, my cameras changed. I had that same 150-inch nine-point that I'd passed that Sunday before. He showed up. This deer showed up. A couple other bucks showed up. And they were in and out of there most of the night. And there were several pictures of of does running. Um, So I climbed up in a tree stand that I had just hung a few days before that. That was basically in the middle of 
a camera I had on a scrape ridge and a camera I had on the flat where I passed that 150. <clears throat> and so I got three cell cameras, two tree stands. I picked the one in the middle. I just had a good feeling about that spot. Basically, there was a thicket on this side. This side of the hollow, it goes up to a thicket, but it basically dead ends to open fields. There had to have been a hot doe in there that night. Uh, there was a lot of buck movement in there. So the next day I went in and right at daylight, there comes a buck through, another buck through, one chasing doe. Um, and you could just tell, just was a different feel to that morning. <clears throat> and this deer never really frequented over, frequent? Was never really on that side of the farm <laughs> that much. He was really on the other side. So even though he was there at 4.30 in the morning, uh, that morning hitting a scrape, I kind of figured he did his normal routine. He would come over there every once in a while, and then he would cross the ridge, and he'd go to the other side of the farm, and we always got pictures of him. He was over here. We always got pictures of him on the opposite side going back to bed. Um, but that morning, he was just out cruising, I guess. And that's the deer I seen. He uh, walked up behind me and and uh, gave me a 20 or 22-yard shot. Shot him uh, in the heart. He ran... 20 yards and piled up. I text my buddy that I've got permission to hunt this farm. And we've been out there a couple times a week moving cameras. And I've carried corn for him and hung tree stands for him. And, you know, I hoped that he was going to shoot this deer early season. And But after the 12 was killed, this was the biggest deer on the farm. He was the most mature deer. Before the 12 was killed, we think the 12 was only a four-and-a-half-year-old deer. He just ended up being 185 inches, you know. This deer was close to 300 pounds on the hoof. And I really thought he was going to be, from trail camera pictures, I, I kind of thought he was going to be like 150 maybe. Even the morning that I shot him, I was looking at pictures of him, you know, counting him up in my mind. I'm like, eh, I don't know. He's probably going to go 150. So at that point, I had kind of decided – yeah, I would shoot him if he come by. I really didn't think I was going to see him. I actually kind of thought I was going to see the nine point that I had passed on Sunday. And I'd made up my mind I was probably going to shoot that deer because it was my last day of vacation. Yeah, gun season coming. And for people that hunt Ohio, they know that people that drive properties in gun season, man, they just, they just push them out like crazy. You know, a couple years ago I was there opening day, and there was 15 people at daylight lined up down the road with 10 other people pushing the whole whole property out. And they do that a couple times a week in gun season. I thought he was going to be 150 inches. Didn't realize he was going to be, he ended up being 161, and he's got six inches of brow time broken off, five inches of brow time broken off. Uh, so, you know, 165-inch deer. Ended up being a lot bigger than I thought. That G3's almost 12 inches. You know, G2, G3 over here is 10 inches. That brow tine's 6 inches. That G4 right there is 8, 8.5 inches. 5-inch uh, bases. So, yeah, he ended up being a lot better deer than I thought. And the most mature deer. I kind of suspected that my buddy that I had been hunting out there with, because this is a deer that he wanted, that he might be a little bit bummed out. 
but I didn't expect him to be pissed off. Like, just kind of expected him to be like, well, you know, congratulations. Glad me or you got him and not the neighbor or somebody else hunting this property. And and if that's what he would have done, then I would have spent the rest of the season, you know, continuing to run 10 cell cameras out there and uh, helping him find another deer. Late season, there's always another big buck that moves in. And, you know, I kill a five-and-a-half-year-old out of there. The other guy kills a four-and-a-half-year-old, 185-inch out of there within, you know, three days of each other. Rule of thumb, big buck gets taken out, another one moves in. So I was just thinking, yeah, I'll just help him find another big buck to kill. We also got another property that we hunt together that we put food plots in, and, you know, something could show up out there. I've got a little 20-acre parcel that seems to always produce something. And then I got another 90 acres this year on a deal to hunt. And, you know, I just figured I'd have found some sort of way to continue to be his hunting buddy and we'd have found another big deer. But unbelievably, I I texted him and I said, man, I hope you're not mad, but I shot Waldo. Like, have to shoot him. He's five and a half year old deer, biggest deer I, I've got on any of the four properties that I hunt. He's the oldest deer, most mature deer, got the most history with him. You know, in my mind, if he'd have shot him, I'd have been super happy and I would have just went on to go find another deer. I'm just glad that one of my buddies killed it. That's been um, a week ago today. Never heard from him. <laughs> so, you know, it's crazy, man. Uh, I just don't get it. You can lose friends over deer. You know, you shoot deer and post pictures of it. There's always somebody that's just got something negative to say. You know, I I killed that deer on private land in Illinois. And people that I know that, like, I talk to about deer hunting and stuff all the time, literally were like, oh, yeah, you killed a big deer because you shot it at a, you shot it at a, at a hunting reserve. You know, you shot it at an outfitter. I'm like, dude. I've hunted outfitters before. Like, I killed the deer below it at an outfitter. I got no problem telling you that. I killed that deer in Illinois at an outfitter. I've only killed two deer at an outfitter. Uh, I got no problem admitting an outfitter, but these are all people that have never hunted an outfitter, so they just think, yeah, you go hunt an outfitter and and uh, you kill big deer. It's just not the case. I've had worse luck hunting at outfitters than I have public land or, you know, picking up a piece of private somewhere and hunting it. To me, if you're going to get mad at somebody for shooting a deer, especially somebody that helps you and you help them and and your whole goal is to, you know, help each other and find big deer and shoot big deer, if you're going to get mad at them for shooting a deer, and let it really bother you that much to ruin a friendship. First off, they probably weren't the friend that you thought they were and you hoped they were. The Secondly, if you're that person that is going to bother you that bad, I think you need to do some soul searching because you need to ask yourself why it is, it, why it is you want to hunt. Why go out there and stress out so much over a deer in a situation that is supposed to be peaceful and relaxing, you know. Uh, 
I'm, I'm guilty of it in the past. I have. I mean, a few years ago, I was chasing a 200-incher, and, I mean, I just lost sleep over that deer, you know, caused problems with friends and family because that's the only thing I could think about. I wanted to kill that deer, and then somebody else killed it, and it was actually somebody I knew that killed it, and I was kind of bummed out, mad at first, but even then I was happy that somebody got it. Like, I was out of town, so I, I couldn't even hunt the deer. But... I don't know. Not anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go and hunt and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to shoot whatever walks by that makes me happy. And, and I think everybody else should do the same thing. Uh, don't listen to people on social media. Most people that are talking negative and posting negative comments, you know, there's always somebody that's going to say, oh, well, you shot it with a crossbow. Oh, well, you shot it with a gun. Oh, you shot it in an outfitter. Oh, it's not as big as you say. Oh, it would have been bigger next year. It's just, uh, <laughs> it. People like that just ruin it for everybody because people want to be able to enjoy it and not feel like they're getting judged for it. You know, I got another buddy that feels like if he shoots a deer that's under 160 inches, he's not even going to post it on social media or tell anybody because he's got buddies that kill 160s, 170s, 180s every year. And even though it deep down it does make him happy to kill a 150, he's almost ashamed of you know, be happy about it because somebody's always going to say, well, I killed bigger or, you know, you could have killed bigger, whatever. Hunting's supposed to be fun. You know, it's supposed to be friends and family and just enjoying the outdoors. Um, it's supposed to be teaching our kids lessons with it. You know, I remember growing up with my uncle, we, we were happy to shoot a, a hundred inch eight point, like thought it was awesome. And you go to the check-in stations, and everybody's lined up in their pickup trucks, and kids are happy, and parents are happy and bragging on their kids for shooting a spike. And people are congratulating you for shooting your first deer, and it's a, a four-point or whatever. And now hunting, I think, has just gotten so commercialized. There's just so many hunters, big-time name hunters, uh, TV hunters, YouTube hunters, whatever out there that just take it so seriously that a lot of just normal people that just want to go enjoy it feel like they can't because they can't compete with it but it's just not the way it should be the uh that's it man i think that you should go be able to kill deer any way that you choose it's legal any place that you want to that's legal I don't care if you shoot it with a gun, with a crossbow, whatever you want to do. You should be able to hunt over bait if it's legal. And I personally, I, I want to shoot five-and-a-half-year-old deer, you know, at least four-and-a-half-year-old deer. It's hard to find five-and-a-half-year-old deer where I hunt, but if you want to go shoot a 100-inch, three-and-a-half-year-old deer, then go for it if it makes you happy because once upon a time, I was the same way. Everybody that's killed big deer for multiple years – at one point started with littler deer, you know, on the change of subject here. Hopefully my uncle will be on the next episode and we'll be talking about tracking. He's tracked. I don't even know how many he's tracked over the past 12, 15 years now, six, 700, I think. Um, and he's got a lot of stories. And finally, after all these years, 
he has decided to buy a camera and start filming it. Uh, probably won't get too many videos of it this year, but next year hopefully we will. But it'll be exciting to talk about everybody that we've tracked deer for and a lot of the stories. Man, you're just not going to believe it from tackling deer to lassoing deer to uh stories that are pretty wild when you track that many deer you see some crazy things and he's tracked more deer than anybody i know so he's going to tell a lot of stories uh, we'll talk about our deer some uh, he's got a boatload of big deer he just killed a big 150 inch eight point with a 12 inch drop time his daughter killed a stud deer and his wife killed a stud deer so they're a deer killing family we'll be uh, talking about that I just took my nine-year-old hunting yesterday for the first time. I took her one time when she was like three, and she kind of lost interest in it, it seemed like, and now she's picked back up on it. We've got four or five good deer, that 130 to 150 range coming in regularly. So that's my goal for the rest of this season is to get her on her first buck, like a nice one, I hope. I would love to... <laughs> to get her on a big deer and her be able to shoot it and then her sitting here beside me on the couch and we'll do another episode so that would be really cool to me uh, my two younger daughters they're just not quite big enough um, Montana just turned four so next season she ought to be big enough to take out and I'll get her shooting a crossbow this summer I hope Blazy B will be two in December so she's still got a couple years, but maybe she'll be able to come sit with us in the blind at some point. Um, yeah, the uh, we're going to try to do some sea duck hunting pretty soon, I think. When weather gets warmer, we're going to go back to stingray hunting and shark fishing some, I hope. Get some videos of that. Um, I really want to get all my buddies to come on here and maybe bring their best deer or whatever deer that means the most to them. And we'll do, we'll do uh, deer episodes, man. Um, you know, tell the story about that deer, or that deer, or whatever. Uh, really want to go to some people's houses that have killed a lot more big deer than I have and check out their trophy rooms, you know, talk to them and uh, see, where they all kill deer, what states they go to, and their methods, and maybe we'll learn something. I'm excited for it. I think that it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, a learning curve, obviously. I don't want to do any more of them by myself. <laughs> I think it'll be a lot better when you got one or two or three people sitting back and just talking deer, but needed a introductory episode. And I just want to talk a little bit about, about the deer trauma, man. Like, just be happy when people kill deer. I just, I'm happy when people kill deer. I don't understand why, why people get so shook up about it. You're going to kill deer. Other people are going to kill deer. It's just, just the way it is, man. I, uh, I don't care if somebody comes here and kills a bigger deer than I've ever killed in my backyard. I'm, I'm going to be happy for him. I'm going to help him drag it out. I'm going to be supportive of it. I've uh, always loved to see my buddies kill deer and, and 
people I don't know kill deer. I just, I love it. Um, yeah, man. So if you got some deer or stories or whatever, and you want to, you want to jump on one of these episodes with us, then shoot me a message and let's, uh, let's set it up, man. I'm I'm excited. You'll be able to find it on Spotify, all those things. And it's going to be called the shakedown. So keep an eye out, man. We're excited. Have a good night.